On today's episode, I will go over everything that Blackhawks fans need to know before tonight's NHL Draft Lottery, and I'll also get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, May 8th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all of the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, just a reminder that you could subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to go and do that. Show some support real quick so that you can get the latest episode as soon as it's available each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your week. And as I'm sure you all are aware by now, tonight is quite a big, big night for not only the Chicago Blackhawks, but also for several other NHL clubs as the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery takes place this evening, 7 p.m. Central Time. Things will kick off and we'll find out who ends up with the number one overall pick in the 2023 NHL Draft, a.k.a. who's going to get Connor Bedard, the surefire top overall selection, one of the most intriguing prospects the game has ever seen. We're going to figure out who's going to win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes here this evening. We've been talking about it on Lockdown Blackhawks for... Seemingly the greater portion of a year now, and excuse me, tonight is finally the night we figure out where things all shake out for the Chicago Blackhawks in the 2023 NHL Draft. A very pivotal day for the Blackhawks rebuilding. Well, regardless of where they end up, it's probably not going to change things too much in terms of their plan. They could be adding a perennial superstar based on how things go tonight. And regardless of where they pick, it feels like they're going to wind up with a really good player. I'll talk about each of the top five projected picks for the 2023 NHL draft coming up in segment two. So make sure to stick around for that. But yeah, it is an incredible opportunity for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Tonight is the night that Kyle Davidson in the front office have been focusing on Basically, since he stepped in as the general manager, this was his plan to go into a full-blown rebuild, get rid of basically anything of value that this team had in return for draft picks or prospects. It's mostly been draft picks, though, since Davidson has taken over. We've seen that kind of be a consistent theme for him so far in the early stages of this rebuild, netting a whole lot of draft picks, trying to add some depth to the prospect pool that prior to his tenure, was just remarkably thin for the Blackhawks year after year. Davidson has done a good job of stockpiling draft picks since he took over, and you know this was all part of the plan to be in the mix for the number one overall pick for Connor Bedard. And uh, while the Blackhawks don't have the best overall chance percentage-wise to land Bedard, you got to think 
um, the front office is happy with the position they're in and also from what they saw on the ice during the first season of Luke Richardson's tenure as the Blackhawks head coach. There was a lot of intriguing things that happened to make you feel positive about the direction this team is heading in and also that they may have the right bench general calling the shots in Luke Richardson. And they also still are right there in contention to get that number one overall pick. So we'll see how everything shakes out later this evening. Once again, it's a 7 p.m. Central time kickoff for the 2023 NHL draft lottery. And of course, with the Chicago Blackhawks finishing third to last in the NHL standings or technically 30th, uh, that gives them an 11.5% chance of landing the top overall pick tonight. Connor Bedard is going to be the ultimate prize, as I've mentioned, a prospect. You know, we really haven't seen the likes of all that often. You could throw him into the same conversation as Sidney Crosby and uh, Connor McDavid, two prospects that, you know, felt like they were going to be the next game breakers of the NHL. That's the same realm that people are talking about Connor Bedard with. He's sharing the same airspace as those two now elite NHL superstars at their stage uh, of their careers when they were coming up into the 2023 NHL draft. Connor Bedard is mentioned in the same conversation as those uh, players. So, it's going to be certainly an intriguing night. Just a reminder, I wanted to go through all of the chances, the percentage chances that each team has in the 2023 NHL draft lottery. Technically, there are 11 teams that are in contention uh, for the top overall selection. You can only jump up a maximum of 10 spots in the lottery. So that's why there's only 11 teams that have a shot at landing Connor Bedard. But just a reminder to go through how the standings shook out at the end of the regular season. The Anaheim Ducks were the team that won uh, the Tankathon race. They finished in last place after an incredible tank stretch to close out the season. They finished the year with 58 points. That gives them a 25.5% chance of getting the top overall pick. And they can do no worse than third overall. That's really the kicker of finishing last in the NHL standings. It's not, you know, while you love having the best percentage chance of getting the top overall selection, that's obvious. You also are guaranteed to have a top three pick. And in this year's deep NHL draft, that's a pretty good spot to be sitting in. So Anaheim has to like their chances uh, coming into the draft lottery this evening. The Columbus Blue Jackets won the tiebreaker, I guess lost the tiebreaker, but worked in their advantage uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. They finished in second to last with 59 points. That gives them a 13.5% chance this evening. The Blackhawks also had 59 points, but as I mentioned, they held the tiebreaker over the Blue Jackets, so that put them in 30th place, third to last. As I mentioned, an 11.5% chance for the Blackhawks this evening. Bless us, hockey gods. Please, please, please. We want Connor Bedard. Give the Blackhawks the next face of the NHL this evening. I could think of nothing greater. The San Jose Sharks finished just below the Blackhawks, just ahead of the Blackhawks. It's tough to phrase these things because losing felt like a victory for our situation, but uh, you know how it goes. The Sharks finished in fourth to last place with 60 points. They pulled out some uh, 
key victories that helped the Blackhawks at the end of the season in their final four games. I want to say they won two or three of them. They ended the year with 60 points. That gives them a 9.5% chance this evening. The Montreal Canadiens actually wound up finishing in fifth to last place with 68 points. There was really a gap between the bottom four and the rest of the pack. An eight-point differential between the Montreal Canadiens and the San Jose Sharks. Montreal holds an 8.5% chance of getting the top pick this evening. Then the Arizona Coyotes, who I projected to finish dead last in the standings at the beginning of the season, as did a lot of other folks, they surprised everyone this year and wound up tallying 70 points. That gives them a 7.5% chance. I don't know how that fan base is going to feel about it. It's still, while they do undoubtedly have help on the way, and it felt like Clayton Keller really took a step this season to cementing himself as a legit superstar in the NHL. We'll see. Uh, they have help on the way, but I'm sure they'd love to have another top-end pick. They have a 7.5% chance of number one this evening. The Philadelphia Flyers ended up with 75 points this year. I'm still not really sure how because that roster was absolutely terrible, uh, but they finished in seventh to last place, giving them a 6.5% chance this evening. The Washington Capitals feel like the team everyone's really scared of from down here at the bottom of the pack. I mean, could you think about Connor Bedard taking his talents to Washington and joining up with Alex Ovechkin at the end of his career? I mean, what a duo that would be. The Capitals uh, finished in eighth to last place in the standings with 80 points this year. They have a 6% chance of getting the top overall pick. The Detroit Red Wings are next in ninth to last. 80 points for them is well on the season, but they held the tiebreaker over the Capitals. That gives them a 5% chance of landing the number one overall pick. And I don't know if I could think of a worse spot for Connor Bedard to go to than the Detroit Red Wings. That would absolutely singe my eyeballs. So would this next team, the St. Louis Blues, who are 10th, uh, they had 81 points in the regular season, a 3.5% chance of landing Connor Bedard. I would seriously cry and scratch my eyeballs out if the St. Louis Blues somehow jump all the way up. And then the Vancouver Canucks are the last team with a chance at winning the Connor Bedard sweepstakes here this evening. They had 83 points in the regular season, giving them a 3% chance at the top overall selection. So there's how... It shakes out. There are 11 teams in contention for that number one overall selection in total. The Blackhawks have the third greatest chance, of course, at 11.5%. Make sure before this evening to say a quick prayer up to the hockey gods. Bless us once again, hockey gods. We could really use a player that would help kind of, like I said, not expedite this process, but it would certainly make things a lot more interesting if the Blackhawks can get a top-tier talent. Like I said, though, there are still some great players regardless of where they end up. They will be picking somewhere inside the top five. It's just a matter of figuring out where exactly that's going to be here this evening. I also wanted to bring up the Blackhawks' percentage chances of landing elsewhere inside the top five, 11.5% chance at number one overall. They also have an 11.2% chance of the second overall pick, a 7.8% chance of staying put and selecting third overall. Then they have a 30.4% chance of selecting fourth and a 41.7% chance of landing fifth. So as Charlie Rumeliotis put it, when he joined me for an interview recently, the Blackhawks do have a greater chance of dropping this evening than they do of jumping up. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to the ping pong balls. It all comes down to the hockey gods. I would love a fortuitous bounce from one of those ping pong balls tonight, but 
I'll be talking in just a second here, Blackhawks fans, about uh, all of the players the Blackhawks could potentially be landing in the 2023 NHL draft. And I'm very excited and intrigued about all of their options. They are still sitting in a good spot because they're guaranteed to have a top five selection regardless. All right, there's my breakdown for tonight's NHL Draft Lottery. Again, that starts at 7 p.m. Central Time. Coming up in just a moment, like I mentioned, I will talk about each of the projected top five picks in the 2023 NHL Draft. But first, I need to talk to you all about Indeed. There's no I in team, but there is an I in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. And when you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And Indeed streamlines the hiring process with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. And I personally love Indeed because it's the only job site where you can pay for applications that must that meet your must-have requirements. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Again, go and claim your $75 credit right now at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Need to hire? Then you need Indeed. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick before I get into segment two, I do want to let all you listeners know about the awesome stuff that I have planned for Lockdown Blackhawks here in the next few weeks. I've already begun my end of season uh, recap segments where I dish out grades to each of the Blackhawks players for their performance this year. I've already gone through Andreas Athanasiu, Seth Jones. Connor Murphy, Tyler Johnson, Alex Stalock was the most recent one, I believe, on Friday's episode. So make sure to go and check those out if you haven't done so already. I also recently held interviews with Rockford IceHogs players Ryder Rolston, Alec Regula, and Joey Anderson. Some really good and insightful conversations there. Make sure to go and click on the YouTube channel to watch those special interviews. I was very fortunate to be joined by all of those IceHogs players. I was also recently joined by, like I said, Charlie Rumeliotis from NBC Sports Chicago. I'm planning on having a chat with Joe Brand from WGN sometime here soon as well. And with the NHL Draft Lottery being tonight, that means... I'm going to be kicking off my NHL draft profiles here on the show sometime soon as well as we will officially know where the Blackhawks will be picking in the 2023 NHL draft by this evening. I'll also start taking a look at some potential free agent fits for the Blackhawks. And then once the WHL playoffs end, uh, the Blackhawks only have a couple of prospects that are still playing in the playoffs. Then I'll begin my end of season top 10 prospects list. So plenty of good stuff coming up here on Lockdown Blackhawks in the next few weeks and the next couple of months, to be honest. So make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel to stay all caught up on that good stuff. All right, segment two, I did want to get into a quick little breakdown on all of the top prospects that are projected to go early in the 2023 NHL draft. And as I talked about in segment one, the Blackhawks are guaranteed to have a top five selection. And looking at all of these players, really feels like the Blackhawks are going to get a special talent regardless of where they end up, because this is one of the deepest top fives that I've 
ever broken down on the show. And this 2023 NHL draft has been talked about very highly for the last couple of years now. And I can see why, because this top five or even the top six, I mean, it's absolutely stacked with talent. And like I said, I think the Blackhawks are going to be happy regardless at the end of the day. While they obviously want the top end guys, they're going to be getting a good player uh, anywhere, any way they look at it. So, of course, the number one overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft will undoubtedly be Connor Bedard. I mentioned how special of a talent he is. Put up just unbelievable numbers, truly, in the WHL this season. Tallied 143 points in 57 games for the Regina of Pats. 71 goals and 72 assists in 57 games for Connor Bedard. Averaging a goal and an assist. Uh, still only 17 years old and absolutely dominating that league. No doubt about it. This kid is ready to go and jump into the NHL and, and make an impact immediately. I mean, he's given no one any reason to think otherwise. Every level that he plays at, he just completely dominates. Even the U-20 World Championships this year, he put Team Canada on his back to help them win the gold medal. Ended up tallying 23 points in seven games as a 17-year-old playing against a bunch of 18 and 19-year-olds. He was clearly the most dominant player there. Uh, elite, elite talent for being that young. The only knock, of course, is the size. He's five foot 10, 170 pounds, going to have to get stronger playing in a man's game. But everything aside from that is an absolute A+. This kid is a dynamo and a surefire top overall selection in this year's draft. Projected to go number two is a guy who basically in any other year would be the hands-down top overall selection. That's Adam Fantilli, who kind of, uh, in comparison to Connor Bedard, everyone talks about uh, while Bedard has it all, the one knock, like I mentioned, is the size. Well, Adam Fantilli is a guy who has the size to his game. He's six foot three, already 200 pounds at 18 years old, and was a force to be reckoned with for the Michigan Wolverines this season. Was the leading scorer in the country as a freshman with 65 points in 36 games for the Wolverines, 30 goals, 35 assists can do it all. He's a good playmaker, has a really good shot, big body, can play the full game. Like I said, Adam Fantilli would be number one basically any year aside from this one, and I'm sure any franchise would be very stoked to have him. Feels like he's another guy who could step into the NHL and uh, be playing immediately as an 18-year-old next year. The number three overall selection is really where things are going to start to get interesting. Connor Bedard feels like the hands-down number one. Adam Fantilli I see no way that he's not going to go second. The third overall pick is where it gets interesting. And right now it feels like Leo Carlson is the one who's kind of been uh, elevated up to go number three. He was uh, playing professional hockey already as a 17, 18-year-old this year over in Sweden, scored uh, 25 points in 45 SHL games, playing in the top league over there. To have 25 points in 45 games is, I know those numbers don't sound impressive, but that really is uh, for being so young, and he already has a lot of good size to him as well. He's already six foot three, two hundred pounds, plays a complete game. I see why Leo Carlson's kind of risen through the ranks here as the draft starts to get closer and closer and closer. Feels like he's the most likely player to go number three at this point in time. He also finished off his uh, season in the SHL on a really strong note. He had nine points in 13 playoff games. So really showing that he can compete with men already 
at 18 years old, a very intriguing prospect in this draft as well. And the reason why he's kind of been bumped up and projected to go number three recently is because of the concerns around Matvey Michkov, who very well could go number three too, but feels like there's some concerns like there always is with Russian prospects, especially at the top end of the first round about when or whether or not they're ever going to come over to North America. Now, most of them have, but sometimes it's a lengthier process and NHL clubs want it to be. I mean, the Blackhawks have seen that with a couple of prospects over the years, Max Shalunov. Um, there's another one that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. <sighs> it's going to drive me nuts. His name's going to come back to me at some point, but either way, there are some concerns about Mitchkov coming over, and that's why some teams may be inclined to pass on him at number three. But I'll tell you what, the kid played uh, in the KHL for parts of this season and had 20 points in 27 games in what's considered the second best league in the world other than the NHL. To be 17 and 18 years old and even to be close to a point per game, like that is gosh darn impressive. And if there weren't those concerns about when he's going to come over to North America, I think he would be going number three. So I'm very intrigued how this is all, how this is all going to work out when draft night does arrive. Uh, And then number five, recently this, this player has also been kind of um, getting a bump because of his play at the U18 worlds to help the United States win the gold medal. That's Will Smith, who was a monster for the United States development program this year, put up, Uh, world-breaking numbers for that program, some of the best we've ever seen since that's kind of been a thing. Smith tallied 127 points in 60 games for the development program this year as a 17-year-old. He's going to turn 18 here in just a couple of days. And as I mentioned, he had 20 points in seven games to help the United States win the U18 World Championships. He's going to be going to Boston College next year, a really good program is going to be a freshman there, but it feels like Will Smith has really elevated his game as of late. And look, I wouldn't even be shocked if he winds up going number four if uh, a club has some concerns about Matvey Michkov. So that's kind of how the top five is looking as of right now. Zach Benson is a player who was listed in the top five and could still even wind up going at five if there are some concerns about Will Smith. But it feels like Smith has kind of jumped him in the rankings due to his play uh, in the past couple of months. But Benson put up some really good numbers in the WHL too. He had uh, 98 points in 60 games this season, 36 goals, 62 assists for the Winnipeg Ice. It was his third year playing there. I guess he's going to go back to that program next season. Um, the, the one concern about Benson too is his size. He's only five foot, uh, five foot nine, 159 pounds. One of the lightest players in the entire draft. I do think that's probably what's going to cause him to fall to number six. If I had to guess behind Will Smith. So this is kind of how I, I'm thinking things are going to shake out at this point, but Dard's going to go number one. Fantilli's going to go number two. And then depending on who gets the third overall pick, I think that's where it really gets interesting. If it's the Blackhawks, I, I don't know. I feel like they could go with Carlson. They could go with Mitchkov. We heard Davidson say he's not really concerned about a potential weight. Um, I, I think those are probably the players that I'd guess that they go with. Maybe even Will Smith because they could use a little bit more center and forward depth in the prospect pool as well. And he's a very intriguing offensive option. Um, if the Blackhawks are at four, I think they probably go Mitchkov because we heard them say they're not really concerned about that. If they wind up at five, I think the pick ends up being Will Smith. So 
there you have it. We'll see where the Blackhawks wind up picking later this evening. Again, make sure to say a quick prayer up to the hockey gods because this is a big day, a big opportunity for the Blackhawks to take another massive step in their rebuild. And they'll certainly be looked at in a, a little bit of a different light if they're able to nab one of those top overall selections. But all these players that are projected to go inside the top five or the top six, they feel all like special talents. And I'm very stoked to see which one of these players is going to be the newest uh, prospect in the Blackhawks pool later on this summer. All right, before I wrap up today's show, I do want to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment still. But first, real quick, I do got to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Now, are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Well, then you got to try Built Bar. And I know some of you out there are saying, well, what makes Built Bar so special? First off, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have unbelievable flavors such as cinnamon churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and plenty more. Plus, they only have 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein in every single bar. And right now, you can go on down to your local Sam's Club or Walmart and get you a box of Bilt Bars. You used to have to order these things online and you'd have to wait for them to get delivered to your front door, but that's no more. Go on down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get you a four-pack of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or you can try the Built Bar Puffs. Those are very tasty as well. I promise you'll be thanking me later. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Before I wrap up today's show, as I said, Still need to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Locked On Blackhawks. And make sure if you have a Blackhawks question to be reaching out, follow me on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, at Talkin' Hockey. You can follow uh, the show's Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. Make sure to reach out with your questions. I've, you know, I got a good couple last week, but this week the questions were down once again. You can also email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. Please reach out with your questions. I really enjoy this segment. I like answering for them for all of you live right here on the show, but I want to start getting those numbers up a little bit more. And it's about to start getting intriguing for the Chicago Blackhawks, as of course we'll know where they're picking in the 2023 NHL draft by this evening. So make sure to reach out on any social media platform or email the show with your questions so I can answer them live here on the podcast. The first question I am going to be answering today comes from Donaldi Don 45 on Twitter, who asked, what is your projected top five picks for the 2023 NHL draft? And I kind of just went through it a little bit, but in terms of the overall rankings that I would go with, I mentioned Bedard, hands down, number one. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Adam Fantilli, there's just no way I, I don't see him going number two overall. Number three, I do think Madve Michkov is the third most talented player in this draft. I mean, the numbers that he's put up in the KHL, it's unbelievable. And it feels like he plays the right style of game to be an impact player as he kind of rounds things out and, you know, obviously gets stronger and all that good stuff that goes with the development process. I do think Matvey Michkov is the third most talented player 
in this uh, in this draft. I think Leo Carlson is probably number four because he feels like a safe bet the way that he plays the game. He's got big size. Maybe he doesn't have the true upside that the top three have, um, but he feels like a very safe safe bet. So I have him at number four. And then I'm going to go Will Smith at number five. Look, he's really um, made a charge and I don't think there's any reason to be talking negatively about him. I mean, he's um, just put together an unbelievable run at the world championships. Obviously he was dominant for the development program. Um, that, that program has only gotten stronger and stronger and stronger over the years. And for Smith to put up the numbers he did there, it has to be looked at as impressive. And then he did it on the international scene as well, had a lot of big moments. So I think Will Smith will end up going, or, or for me, is going to be the, the guy who rounds out the top five. And then I'm going to go with Zach Benson at number six. Really good and gifted, dynamic offensive player. I just think the Blackhawks, with the way they're kind of going about things, they'd want some size. So that's why if they end up number five, I think they wind up going with Will Smith. Um, and I think Zach Benson is the guy who, who will be sixth uh, in terms of the overall draft rankings. Second question I wanted to answer here on the show comes from Nate Hinden, who emailed in the podcast and asked, which Blackhawks greats do you think get left out of the Jersey retirements? We've already seen 27 and 28 snubbed over the years. Who else gets left out? So, of course, we saw Marion Hosa's number get retired uh, earlier on in the season against the Pittsburgh Penguins, probably my favorite game that I went to of the entire year. Real special tribute and ceremony, having all the former players out there and Eddie Olchek. I mean, it was an incredible night at the UC. So Hosa obviously has already had his jersey retired. You know Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves obviously are going up there as well. Throw Duncan Keith in that boat for what it's worth. Other than that, I think it's really going to be tough. I don't see Nicholas Jalmerson getting getting that number retired as much as he does deserve it. He was the unsung hero of this Blackhawks team. And in my opinion, the greatest defensive defenseman of his era. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Same with Patrick Sharp. Well, Sharpie is a Blackhawks legend and, of course, is looked at and highly respected by the franchise. He wouldn't have his position as, you know, the part-time uh, color commentator if he didn't. I just don't see Sharpie held in the same breath as Kane, Taves, and uh, and Duncan Keith and Marion Hossa as well. So I don't see it happening with Sharpie. I think Brent Seabrook is the real kicker. We all know Seabs deserves it. He was, you know the vocal leader of the Blackhawks locker room, so many overtime winners, so many big goals. I mean, every time the Blackhawks needed one in OT, it felt like Brent Seabrook was wiring a slapper from the blue line past the opposing netminder. I mean, he was so clutch all the time and was a force to be reckoned with defensively. A physical defenseman could really give you a little bit of everything. I'd love to see Brent Seabrook's number seven retired. Do I think it happens? I'd have to say probably not, but to all of us true Blackhawks fans, his number will always uh, be retired deep down to us. Corey Crawford, I think, is another guy who deserves it, but I just don't see it happening. I also think there's kind of some rift between the Blackhawks organization and Corey Crawford, right? We haven't seen him back um, for like any special nights. He wasn't there for Taze's final game, Patrick Kane stuff. Crawford was always kind of like the odd man out in attendance. It was super odd. And um, based on how things went at the end of his career, the rift that he had with the Blackhawks, how they kind of just let him hit free agency, 
uh, it was not a good look. And look, maybe now that there's a new regime in place, Corey Crawford will come back at some point, but it just feels like there's a weird energy and relationship there. So if I had to guess, I don't think Corey Crawford's number is going to get retired either. I think it's probably just going to be Keith, um, Kane, Taves, and Marion Hosa, of course. We'll see what winds up happening with uh, Brent Seabrook. I'd love to see it happen. But those are kind of the core four that I think will wind up having their numbers retired at the end of the day for the Blackhawks. All right, I think that is going to wrap up Monday, May 8th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show. And make sure to go and follow and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube so that you can get the latest episode as soon as it's available each and every day. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can all find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all of the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, Hockey Gods, please bless us later this evening. Draft Lottery kicks off at 7 p.m. Central Time. Till tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.